Before we start the show, just a word from our sponsor, Undeniable Press. For all your screen printing needs, located in the Corktown District of Detroit, Michigan. If you ever need any t-shirts or any other little promo accessories, posters, or whatnot printed up for you, go to Undeniable Press. They're located, once again, in the Corktown District of Detroit, Michigan. And you can uh, reach them at facebook.com slash undeniablepressdetroit. And those same guys who do Undeniable Press also have a clothing line called 20 by 20 Apparel. It's very much wrestling themed. All sorts of nostalgic themes in regards to the history of wrestling. And you can go check out their clothing line at 20x20apparel.com. That's the number 20x, the number 20, apparel.com. Now let's start the show. Fresh is the word. I'm Jim Duggan, got long wood for plenty hoes. I keep it fresher than fresh, but you already know. You suckers bummy, I'm money, I got a ton of flows. My weed loud like a motherfucking thunder roll. Your shit quiet like you ballin' on a budget though. We see your kicks and we laugh and yelling what it goes. You see me shining like a suit on puffy. You know my grind and shit is too strong, buddy. That's why the dude call money. I be stuntin' like it's nothing at all. Cause it's nothing to me, it's probably something to y'all. Trying to smoke like me, then come and fuck with your dog. Got a closet full of kicks, you can't cop it tomorrow. And I'm fresher than the freshest, you can tell it's in my essence. Bitch, you see the way I'm rapping? Yes, I do this shit to death. I tell I'm running out of breath. I tell somebody cut a check. But either way, you know it's fresh. But either way, you know it's fresh. Fresh. We fresh. 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 Welcome to the Fresh of the Word podcast, the podcast about pro wrestling, MMA, and music. I'm your host, Kay Fresh. And like always, we have a great show for you. But before we get into the show, I definitely want to just remind you how you can support the podcast. You can always go to freshofthepodcast.com and just share any links that you see on the website, on your social media. That definitely always helps. There's also a link that says support the podcast, where you can donate via PayPal, or there's a... Uh, Amazon link on there you can use anytime you want to make purchases on, on Amazon and it gives a little commission to uh, you know back to the show and it doesn't change anything on your end. You can also follow Fresh is the Word on Twitter and Instagram at Fresh is the Word One. That's Fresh is the Word then the number one. Or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Fresh is the Podcast. And you can also subscribe to Fresh is the Word on Stitcher and iTunes. Uh, just search Fresh is the Word, and it should come up pretty quickly. And also, just uh, remember to give us a, uh, you know, some comments on Stitcher and iTunes. And hopefully a five-star rating will definitely help with the growth of the show. Really, really, really would help us out a lot. So on to the show. My guest this week is uh, Steph O'Sullivan. She's one half of the two-piece alternative rock band called Grey Wind from Ireland. Uh, their debut album, Afterthoughts, is incredible. Um, I just you know, came across this band a few months ago through their publicist, and I just kind of fell in love with the band instantly. Uh, Steph has an amazing voice. You'd think at first, you know, she, you know, might have gone like a pop punk route, but she has this just huge, amazing voice. And like she says in the interview, she likes to just sing loud. But it's all coupled over a really heavy, chunky riffs from her brother Paul. 
Uh, so we get it. So you know, we have a short talk about you know the album and growing growing up in her uh, in her home um, town of Killarney in uh, in Ireland. Uh, so you know, there she was super uh, cool to talk to. So definitely go pick up uh, their uh, debut album, Afterthoughts. It's incredible. So let's get to the interview with Steph O'Sullivan from Great Wind. Yeah, thanks for taking the time out to do this interview with me. No, thank you. I'm sorry about the other day having to reschedule it. We were like, we weren't back in time. We were really busy, so I'm really sorry about that. Oh, no problems. <laughs> Shit happens. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I really, really enjoy this Afterthoughts album from you and your brother. Thank uh, you. I really, from the... Um, because I first uh, came about Grey Wind uh, through uh, the press release from your uh, publicist for the for the cover that you did uh, recently, mm-hmm. and so I went back and listened to the album. I was like, "Wow, this is really I, I really like this band, you know, and this is a really good album." I mm-hmm. uh, I feel like like there's this unique balance within the sound you have. There's this massive sound, but it's not over the top. Is this something that you're conscious conscious of? You know, what's your thoughts about where you were able to go with, with the sound, both musically and vocally? Well, I mean, all of our favorite bands are bands like Thrice and Brand New, My Conquer Romance, and we thought, you know, they're all our favorite bands, and we've always, we felt like there's always been like an, a kind of a gap of that. There's been no bands recently, I think, doing that type of music anymore. I think people are always trying to create something really new and be like the future but I think it's that's always been our type of favorite band so we thought okay let's combine all bands and I'll sing really like on it and it'll work people think that some they don't really know what to kind of categorize us as some people think we're metal some people <laughs> pop metal so yeah it's, it's really yeah Right when I when I first when I first uh, you know heard the album I was like Steph's vocals sounds like something you would you know actually hear in more of a pop punk band but it was like she found she was like I'm not gonna go this route I'm gonna go this other route and do something that's not this and it came and whatever it came out to be it sounded so magnificent to me. Oh thank you yeah I, I mean like I said I mean bands like Thrice are like my favorite band so I think that, that suits I feel like I found the band that kind of suits my voice I like singing like loud and high <laughs> so I think it it's worked out well I'm really really proud of our song you've done shows with Thrice right yeah we played a show with them in London last year and it was like our I think it was our 15th full band show ever in our entire life so to play with our favorite band was it was really surreal. Even every day I think about it and I'm like, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> were you able to meet the band? Yeah, I remember arriving and we were like, before we were sound checking, we were like loading in our stuff and I was walking up to our dressing room and I just saw Dustin Ginsburg in the hallway and I like awkwardly said hi to him and I was completely starstruck. <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm a big Thrice fan myself. Like their, their uh, last album was so incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, What's what inspired the songs on Afterthoughts? Uh, were you know, were these personal things that were going on in your life? Yeah, well, it's kind of dark actually. Back in 2010, our uncle he committed suicide, and that kind of woke me and Paul up to kind of give us a sign to okay, let's just start a band ourselves because we always were looking for other members 
Saint-Aubin with, but here in Ireland, we live in like a really small town and there was never a scene or anything that was in kind of Dublin and that's like four hours away and we'd always be looking for people. So when that happened, it kind of woke us up and um, we wrote the song Afterthoughts in 2014. It took kind of that long. We were searching for people, but then in 2014, we wrote Afterthoughts and we went up to Belfast and we recorded a demo of that and then the, we posted it online and then the next day we had labels and management like emailing us and yeah it all kind of happened kind of overnight which I know doesn't really happen like, <laughs> right. ever. so yeah so that's kind of what inspired even the kind of theme of the album how some even like dark moments can you can find goodness out of them so yeah, yeah. Uh, talk more about your hometown of Killarney in uh, in uh, Ireland. You know, what's it like growing up there? You know, uh, most of the people who uh, grow up there, what do they end up doing with their lives? Do, do they stay in town or try to get out? Yeah, I think here a lot of people will stay, and that's what something that me and Paul we don't want to do. I'm always trying to get out of here as much as possible because there isn't, as I said, there's not really a, a music scene, and it's really beautiful, and I like it here but in kind of small doses like it's beautiful with mountains and lakes but I think a lot of people settle and they get afraid I think to do what they want to do and I think they think they have to do what everyone else does but no I don't I don't want to do that (laughs) is there like a specific like job or industry that kind of goes on in that uh in that area um there's a lot of pubs as, as I'm sure <laughs> so yeah maybe like bartending or something there's like every single every two like shops there's a pub so of, <laughs> basically of course. Bar. <laughs> <laughs> of course of course um going back to the album even even the times when the the songs aren't like riff heavy it's still really heavy uh, in regards to the just the material itself, was it tough or even therapeutic to put that much emotion into these songs? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I remember we recorded it actually in, in Texas, and I remember every day when I was about to do vocals, I'd kind of get a bit stressed out about it because I I want to kind of I wanted it to come across how I felt that I didn't want to mess up so. Our producer, Jason Perry, he'd have to, like, calm me down and say, it's why you do it. And it was kind of, our song, In Autumn, is kind of one of the most personal songs to me. And I remember when I listen, I can't actually listen to that at all. Like, I struggle listening to it because I can hear in it that I'm sad, which kind of makes me uncomfortable. But I guess it's good that it's real. So, yeah. Um, Like you said, uh, the album was uh, produced by Jason Perry. Um, what did he bring to the table? You know, what did he do to get the best album out of you two? Um, I think because he was a singer in his band back in the day. So I think for me, having someone who is a singer in a band, he really helped me find my voice, I guess. Like not always having to push it and kind of know when to go soft with my voice and stuff. So it was, And he's really funny as well. So he kind of made it a fun experience. He didn't make it feel like, oh, no, we're recording an album, The Pressure. So, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it was so much fun. Did you uh, did you have a lot of the material already written before you brought it to Jason? Yeah, I mean, we've had bones of some of the most of the songs for like five years. We had like Safe Haven. We had that verse for, yeah, like 
probably five years or four years before that and um car spin was probably the last song i think we wrote for it. that was like the newest one we'd written but yeah we had like the bones of the album ready and then we brought it to jason and he just helped us kind of pull it all together so yeah when you first brought all this material to uh, to jason what was the first thing that that uh all you guys did um, well, we said to him, we want to be heavy as possible. We don't want to, him to kind of, we want him to get it. But we didn't want to, like he said, we could have easily been like pop punk or just kind of done the obvious thing, I think. So we wanted to, we like obviously told him we want our favorite bands of Thrice and brand new. So we want to be a band like that. And he, he completely got it. And I think as well, going to Texas in the middle of the desert, just <laughs> made it all kind of big, I think. So it, yeah, it was. Yeah. After you got done with uh, the writing and recording of the uh, Afterthoughts album, you know, were you able to listen to it as a whole? You know, what was your feelings uh, uh, about that first listen after it was all done? Were you able to sort of detach yourself from it all to give it a, an, a, an objective listen? Yeah, I think when we first, like every like week or so, we'd get a song back, and I remember we were like, oh my God, this is it. And then I remember the first time listening to it as a whole, like kind of, you feel like it's, I don't know, you, I know nothing's ever perfect. And now when I listen to it back, I, I'll probably notice little things that now I wouldn't do, but I think that's all the part of learning. And um, yeah, I think I was just, I just felt proud of it and I couldn't actually believe that we created that. <laughs> so, yeah. Going through this whole uh, experience of actually, you know, writing and recording and actually having some attention for your music, you know, what, you know, what was some of the biggest things that you've learned through this whole uh, album making process? Um, I think always follow your gut feeling, like we, even with like the singles we chose and, you know, other like, I know management and labels can be like, Oh, pick this song. And the, but we, in like with videos and stuff, we always like to have our input in it. Like we've always come up with our video ideas and, which singles we wanted and I think to kind of represent ourselves well I think I think that's what I've learned <laughs> right how did you uh originally get into wanting to be a singer um well my mom is a soprano like an opera singer and she up so she's always been like singing as like as long as I can remember so I've always okay. like been surrounded by music and my dad would always play like Black Sabbath and Thin Lizzy and stuff like that around the house. <laughs> so it was like the weirdest mix ever. But but yeah, and um, it makes I sense. Remember, yeah, <laughs> and I remember um, when I discovered My Chemical Romance and like Fall Out Boy and my emo phase. I was like, yeah, I want to be in a band. So that was kind of that's kind of what hooked me to wanting to be in a band. Right. Well, what's the then the the whole dynamic of the band like when you're also in it with your brother? Um, well, we, I think people always ask, oh, do you fight and do you get on well? But yeah, we like we've always got on. And I think because we have the same like taste in music and stuff that we it, we don't like argue that much about stuff and it kind of it works. So, yeah, it's great to not a lot of people can say that they're, you know, in have a, a job, I guess, with their siblings. So it's it's really cool. When you really started solidify Greywind as a band. You know, what was your plan or your objectives going forth to, you know, what you wanted for the future? I think just being able to, you know, tour the world, really. Like, one of my biggest dreams is to eventually play in America and Australia and just 
be able to have this as a job, I guess, and get to play shows every single day and write songs, and that's kind of what we wanted. And I feel like we're like kind of on the way to doing that, which is crazy. Like it's even we had our first ever headline show in January, and it was sold out, and it was in London, and it was like a different country. So I think things like little things like that kind of make it seem like it is possible. So yeah. How, you know, has there been or how many of those moments have you had thus far where it's only almost been like a holy shit moment where you could uh, realize this thing could be something that we could do for a long time? I think, like I said, our headline show kind of fully kind of woke me up, I guess, and made me realize, wow, OK, this is this is real. <laughs> and like playing with Thrice, that was ridiculous. And we played Reading and Leeds Festival and we had a packed out tent for both days and I was like, who are all these people? <laughs> Why do they want to watch us? Right. But yeah, so things things like that, which are, you know, bands spend like years playing shows to get those things. And we kind of, I know other bands will probably look at us and think, oh, they don't deserve that. They've been in the industry five minutes and they get it. But what people don't realize is that we've, you know, worked behind the scenes. Right? We've like perfected our songwriting for years. We haven't, I know we haven't played a lot of shows, but I feel like we've perfected other elements of our band so yeah those those are the moments where i'm kind of shocked <laughs> right when you're not doing any music stuff you know what do you like to do to unwind or have fun you know hobbies or whatnot um i run a lot i like running because here it's nice with like the mountains and stuff it kind of relaxes me so that's nice and i have a pug a little dog that i walk <laughs> a lot that's kind of it really i'm very boring over when i'm in ireland <laughs> <laughs> um you know what's the you know what's the touring situation looking like coming up uh is there any plans to come to uh to america i really hope so i wish i could say like when and how but i i'm hoping really soon because as i said before that america is like our biggest goal like things like warp tour and stuff is like our dream so i really hope hopefully either this year or next year we'll get over there right yeah wherever you go i'm going Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about this uh, the video that you have for uh, Forest of Blaze. It's a very vibrant uh, video. What did you want to, uh, you know, capture with that uh, with that video? Well, it's kind of dark. I remember when we, me and Paul, we were like thinking of an idea for the video, and we were like, I remember we sent the treatment to our management, and we were thinking, oh god, they're gonna think we're like, they're not gonna let us do this because we're pouring like gasoline over people, we're gonna burn a forest, and it's like killing people basically. <laughs> video, and then, then they were like, wow, we love this, and we got the go ahead to do it. And yeah, it's kind of not killing people per se. It's not actually literally that. It's what it represents is the few people in the forest is representing kind of the bad like bad thoughts you have I guess and as I said before a lot of people here where I live they feel like I think they let things hold them back like they follow what everyone else does or think the voice in their head tells them oh you can't do that so that's kind of what the people in that video represent and it's me and Paul kind of burning all that away and saying oh we we're not going to follow that path so yeah that's kind of what it is it looks a lot darker than it actually means (laughs) (laughs) um now that the now that the album has been out for a little while, you know what's the you know have you had any feedback uh, in regards to it? What sort of feedback do you hear from people? You know, what's your thoughts about it? 
uh, we have we've got so much good feedback I was kind of you know sometimes you think oh god will kind of hit me kind of the day before it was out I was thinking oh my god wait people are actually going to hear it now because we had it ourselves for so long and then yeah the feedback has been incredible I mean like all the reviews we've got have been amazing and fans just really get it I think and when they because I know it's it's a lot different to other bands because it's kind of I know it's slower and but people seem to really get it and yeah it's great every day we get people tweeting like who have newly discovered discovered us as well so it's great great yeah um yeah that's about it for the interview yeah thanks for taking the time out to uh, chat with me uh where can people you know listen to the music find you guys online uh, you can run Spotify, we're on YouTube, and our Facebook Grey Wind fan. I think this is the thing. I don't even know. I should know that, shouldn't I? And our <laughs> Twitter, our Twitter is uh, at Grey Wind Band as well. Yeah, Grey Wind Band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I I just searched it, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> But uh, yeah, thanks for uh, chat with me. I've been uh, I've been loving the album, like I said, and hopefully you can make it over to North America because I definitely would like to see you guys live. Oh, thank you so much, and I definitely will be there, and I'll meet you, and it'll be great. <laughs> All right, great. Thank you. <laughs> bye. Right, bye. Thank you. So that was my interview with Steph O'Sullivan from the band Greywin. Definitely, please go pick up their album Afterthoughts. It is definitely a good listen. Now, onto the discussion part of the show. And like always, I'm joined with my co-host, pro wrestling connoisseur, hip-hop artist from Detroit, MMA connoisseur, and proud Marine, V-Styles. Hey, what's good, yo? What's going on, K-Fresh? You all right, man? Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm f- I've been feeling good this week. I was sick recently, um, but uh, I'm feeling a lot better now. I'm uh, you know, back to, to, uh, to my old self now. And uh, okay. feeling really good. But this past week has been, like, dragging ass, though. Like, this first week, like, being better just seems like it's been dragging ass trying to, like, kind of catch up to things, you know? And like, Yeah, for me, me and you both. No, it's, it seems like, dude, it really seems like all, like, the wrestling and MMA from, like, last weekend was, like, a month ago. Like that, this, this right, right. <laughs> like literally, the only thing I can remember from like last weekend was like the knockouts. Like, <laughs> right, right. Everything else. Man, you know what? Not even, not even the the who fought last week. That's I don't know. I can only that. like I can only remember uh, the 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 fights that were knockouts. Like that. Like that's it. Like. Like for real, like that's it, and that okay. Diego Diego Sanchez fought. Um, um who's the main? Who's the main event? I can I see. I can't remember. But like Diego Sanchez oh, got knocked out by Eli Quinta. DJ. DJ. Oh, yeah. See, DJ was like, and that was such a wonderful. Yeah. That was that was a wonderful fight. But it's like it, it's it's going into what I was. Um, I texted you the other day. That specifically, and this is specifically with uh, UFC, that there's mm-hmm. so much static going on, so much whining and bitching and complaining that it's aggravating. That it's it's like it just sounds like everybody's talking the product. Yeah, and it sounds like everybody's just talking over each other, and you kind of forget about what really matters—the actual fights, man. 
and it's mm-hmm. it's really and I don't feel that way with uh, Bellator. I really enjoy their product, and uh, that's all, look, that's all Scott Coker. And that's the Scott Coker effect. Yeah, because it wasn't like that would be on Redner or Redney yeah. was uh, at the helm. It was completely different. I've been there, like. I, I remember being at early Strike Force events when Scott Poker was the man there. And then going from there to Bellator with Bjorn, you know, when Bjorn was there, it was it was very different than what it is now, man. Now it's more business. Now the professionalism is a, is a lot better. Like I've seen I've, I've seen some shit with uh you know the different the different promotions, man. Yeah, you 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 hit it out the park with it, man. Bellator on the come up, they are on the come up, man. And like and, and one championship. Oh yeah, definitely. And like this past the the last Bellator uh, that was headlined by Strauss and Pitbull, uh, like that was like their third highest uh, TV ratings of this year. Uh, mm-hmm. It was uh, like um, around like like at peak over a million. Uh, and then you know, averaged about uh, nine hundred and something uh, thousand viewers, you know, and that was yep, that yep. was one of the high. And it, and through and through, the main card was a really enjoyable card, you know. And mm-hmm. but it was just like it was just like entertaining fights, man. It was just like it wasn't a bunch of static and bunch of whiny babies and shit like that, you know. And and that's what that's what's kind of aggravating me with like the UFC product. It's just like. Oh, I gotta swim through all of this people complaining and stuff. And I'm not to saying that everybody who's talking trash and speaking their mind in UFC, uh, you know, falls under this. Because like I enj- I thoroughly enjoy listening to Eli Quinta. Like, <laughs> man, I was just about to ask you about that because he he said a lot of real shit. He's saying he a lot said of real a shit. Lot. Like, like he, like he's at a, like he's at a point now where he, he, he stepped away. He, he learned how to sell houses and he's like, well, this fight that what you're going to pay me, that's like one house, you know, me selling one house, you know, if I'm going to fight, I want to be able to make like the money of like six or seven houses or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And right. I get, I get what. Plus, he's just entertaining, like he he's entertaining naturally, you know. So I don't mind his like trash talking, but some of these other fools, man, like they're Kevin Lee. We love you. We 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 know you represent Detroit. But dude, but, uh, <laughs> take it down a couple notches, bro, because you know I can remember the humble one and old Kevin Lee. And I know you're a veteran now, but, you know, you talking a lot of shit these days because I know that that's how you get fights and this, that, and the other. But, you know, rep us right, man. Rep us right here in Detroit, man. Don't be just a shit talker just to get shit talking. Right. Like, I can, okay, I can understand when there's trash talking when there is an actual fight set up or if you have a person in mind to where one person in mind that you want to fight and you want to try to get that set up. But a lot of these people, including him, they're just sort of like throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks, you know. There's no focus at mm-hmm. all. 
and it's just a bunch of you know trash talking and whining and stuff like that. Like look, like someone like Kevin Lee, he has a uh, he has a, a headlining headlining bout coming up, main event bout coming up, but I have no idea who he's fighting. <laughs> yeah, real shit. Because <laughs> they're not. He's not even trying to sell the fight. He's just talking about all this. This mess, you know. Uh, other shit that don't have nothing to do with his upcoming matchup. Uh, I heard him mention that uh, UFC is going to be coming back to Detroit, and I'm assuming that it's going to be at the Little Caesars Arena. It, nothing has been announced, but right. he did. He 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 did say something in vague to that happening. I guess he's going to be, you know, with him being from here, you know, if, if he keeps winning. You know, yeah. if he wins his next fight, he he he'll be on that card. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I definitely think he's one of the ones. Did him and uh, Al Alquinta fight? Didn't they fight? Um, I'm not. Sh I believe that. I think they did, man. Because Kevin Lee put up a um a mem with a pic. You know, I guess uh, Alquinta said that he can't throw punches and then Lee had a picture of him yeah. landing the shot. They uh Who they did that? fight. They um Kevin Lee beat uh Eli Quinta via unanimous decision. That was back at uh, UFC one sixty nine in February of two thousand fourteen. Yeah, so I, and I think that's Eli uh, Quinta's uh last loss. Uh yeah and uh that was, and he beat uh he beat beat him in New Jersey at that time. <laughs> Yeah, at his crib. I, re I vaguely remember that fight. Right, right. Mm, okay, all right. Yeah, I can remember asking him when he first got down there. I don't even want to put him on blast, but fuck it. Um, he was on Twitter. I was like, man, man, yeah, you should hook up with my boy, Jeff Mayweather, man. And he was like, I'm going down there. I do anything. I'm going down, I'm going to go down there to hook up with Floyd, you know, his panelists. <laughs> and years later, it's funny that I see him chopping it up with Jeff. Like, really? Like, really? I've seen videos. I said, wow, okay. You know, you, you didn't, years ago, you didn't seem, you know, that eager. But I, I guess, you know, he's he's young dude, what, yeah. 24, 25. So yeah. I chalked that up to, to immaturity and him not knowing. But, um, you know, he associated with himself with Jeff or any, you know, people like that, then, you know, he's headed in the right direction, man. I want to I wanna see somebody from here rep us right, man. Definitely, you know, definitely. I just, I just, you know, all the little BS shenanigans, man, you know, I just like, dude, you, you don't even have to do that, man. You just keep winning. You know, you, you finally, I mean, he's finally at a point to where he can start talking shit a little bit because you're, you're a main eventing, you know, you headlight on the card, so... You know, that's pretty big. So let's just hope that he continues to grow, man, and, um, you know, kill all the nonsense, man. But I definitely want somebody from the D here representing, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, another one of the uh, the great knockouts of last weekend was, uh, you know, Flint Town's uh, Platinum Mike Perry uh, knocking out Ellenberger oh, with that elbow. Oh, man, <laughs> that elbow was just so nasty. It was like, you know, the funny thing is he was kind of, he was losing that fight. Right. All all until he cut back that elbow and, you know, that elbow took the life out of uh, 
Was it Allen Burger? Yeah. Took the life out of him. Like, kaboom! I was like, oh, shit. He just went. It was, it, it was like, you know, down goes Frazier or or ton of bricks just falling when it gets detonated. That's how he how he fell, and it was like, wow. And he didn't get up for a minute. Right. So I, I hope he's okay, man. That a knockout like that can, you know, Jake was already, you know, he fought his way back to having more fights. You know, he was on his way out the door until he went on like a little nice little win streak. Uh, a knockout like that, especially being on the other end of it. That can make you, you know, sometimes knockouts like that, you're not the same fighter anymore, man. So let's just hope that he's, um, let's just hope that that he's, you know, clear mind and no injuries, no, you know, no head injuries, you know, because that was a hell of a shot. Right, hell right. Hell of a shot. Right, yeah, that shit was crazy, man. I, I, man, I jumped out of my seat, man, when I saw that, man. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I was, hey, look, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, shit. And then I, then they kept replaying it, man, and it was like the way he hit him with that, it was beautiful, man. And in a in a fighting way, it was beautiful, but right. it was, man, if you were rooting for, you know, Mike. You know, you definitely cheer that on. If you was rooting for Jake, you were like Ooh. real sad. <laughs> right. Like, oh boy. You know, so yeah, yeah, crazy, 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 crazy. Crazy. Um, and speaking of uh, you know, Mike Perry, uh, him and uh Ali Quinta have been uh, exchanging words on uh on Twitter for the past couple of days. It's quite entertaining actually, man. Like uh I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing them two get into the cage. Yeah, they both coming off wins. I, I would like to see Alaquente uh, get that that fight back with uh, Kevin Lee. I would like to see. Yeah, definitely. You know, I would like to see that redone. And, you know. Um, um, and actually, um, let's see here. Um, what was I saying? Um. Let's see here. Uh, I was saying, oh, never mind. I was trying to uh, look up something, but no, that that would not. I would, it would it would be great to see Ally Quinta like on you know fight on a regular base <clears throat> basis, but you know he needs to figure out what his issues is with the UFC and try to find some sort of common ground. Yeah, I agree. Definitely agree with that. Nah. Um, Kevin Lee lost to uh, Al LaQuinta. Yeah, I was just looking at that. I, I think I said that wrong. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he yeah, see. Oh, Kevin, yeah, he did. Yeah, Kevin Lee did lose. So, yeah, I was looking at that wrong. Yeah. That's what I was just looking man, up I'm, just now. <laughs> Yeah, see, Kevin should should try to get that fight back. <laughs> right, definitely, R- definitely. Right now, with uh, Li Quinta being like a really hot topic in the UFC, you know, that would definitely be uh, the fight to try to make. 
Yeah, run that back. Yeah. And Kevin Lee has a total of, oh, that was his first fight in the UFC. One, yeah. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So he, yeah, he's a veteran now. He has ten UFC uh, fights, and he has he, he's eight and two in the UFC. So, yeah, I would like to see that get get redone. You know, uh, who who's he who's he fighting coming up? Let me see if I can. He's um he's fighting uh, uh Michael uh Jusea and uh. June twenty fifth of the fight night. Wait a minute, hold up. Hold up, hold up. Yeah. If it's who I think it is, the dude he he bought the fight is pretty tough. Um what is the UFC what? It's um the UFC fight night to, uh one twelve in Oklahoma City. If it's Michael Ch- to, what is it? Chilis? I think that's who it is. My, my, yeah, that's a tough dude, man. Yeah, I like him. He got a hell of a guillotine. Oh yeah, he's a, he was on, yeah, he's he a was fourteen on, and uh fourteen and two uh total uh record. Uh let's see here. This is yeah, this is a good fight, bro. That's this, this is good. that's gonna be a tough fight for him. Yeah, that's he, that, yeah, that, that's not that's not gonna be an easy fight, man. It could go either way, and if I had to had to say somebody probably the favorite, I would say uh, it'd be uh, Mike uh, Chess. That was it, Chelsea? Chelsea? Uh, um, I, Kiese, yeah. Chesai, 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 or yeah. Ch- uh, Michael Kiese. Let's that's just say Mike. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I'm I'm looking. I'm like, dang, I know my man. Yeah, yeah, that he he has uh he got good jujitsu, man. He got good sub- submissions, man. He got a hell of a a hell of a guillotine, man. And in fact, I could see Kevin Lee trying to keep it on his feet, and I could see him trying to shoot, and he might get. Dude, I I would be wrong to say this, but you know. No, I wouldn't. I'm a keep it real. <laughs> uh, but uh, he might lose by guillotine, man. I, I, I'm calling that shit right now. All right, submission by guillotine. All right. Well. Oh, that's a dope card, man. DJ Pan is on that card against Dennis Silver. Bosch Tim versus Hendricks against Johnny Hendricks. I'm yeah. Fel- uh, Felice Herrick, she's on the card. Yeah, Little I'm... Nog is on the card. This is a Clay Guida. Carla, yeah, yeah. Look, let me tell you this. Well, I ain't going to say it. Well, yeah. No, I'm going to say it. <laughs> um, okay, so, nah, this ain't the chick. This is the former champion. Okay, I don't need to say it then. It ain't the chick <laughs> right. that I thought it was. I was about to talk about this chick's feet. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, I ain't gonna do it now because it ain't it ain't her. Right, right. <laughs> but when she do, but when she do fight, I'm gonna break it up. Like I took a picture of her of her feet. I was like, ooh, you know, some ugly feet. <laughs> but okay, I'm sorry. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, uh. <laughs> um. 
Moving to Bellator, uh, last weekend your boy uh, AJ McKee uh, came out with a uh, hell of a hell of a knockout. Man. My boy AJ, I'm proud of him, man. I, dude, I, I've been watching this kid like from the beginning, and each fight he gets better and better. Um, if I'm Bellator, keep Gallagher away from him as long as possible. Because if you're, I mean, but that's inevitably going to happen, pretty much. It's going to it's going to happen. But what's going to happen is you're going to find out that this guy is not as good as is the promotion is is yeah. pushing or marketing him as. Man, I like Gallagher. Man, he, yeah. he's a he's a nice kid. Man, you know we you know we partied a little bit. You know in Ireland. And treated us real nice, man. Him and his dad. His dad was real cool. Um, but I just think, I think AJ is, is, you know, he's been around this thing his entire life watching his old man, Antonio. Um, he's going to be a champion. I see it, man. I mean, he, he wants it. And he, he improves every fight, man. So I, I, I think it will behoove Bellator to, get Gallagher a couple more fights and, and maybe down the line set it up with him and AJ, man. But you put him in there with AJ right now, man. AJ go, he's go, he go kill his dream. He's going to be a dream killer that day. So yeah, big up to AJ, man. That was a hell of a kick. The kick, I, I call it the kick heard around the world, especially when you make top 10 sports center. He made, I think number nine top 10 sports center right. that night with that knockout kick. And yeah, it was so good for him, man. And it was crazy because uh, uh, dude uh, uh, that he was going against uh, Dominic uh, Mazada, like he uh, yeah, he gave Co- he gave Cody his toughest fight. Right, that was his only loss. Yeah, and yeah, that dude like he 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 blocked that kick too, and it still like knocked him out. That was the beauty of it. <laughs> he he. It, it it still was so hard that it got through. And that's what people don't be understanding. You could block a kick, but if, like, you, you could see that he was trying to kick his head off. Like, because <laughs> right. he punched, he kicked, he kicked right through it. Yeah. Like he, put, he kicked right through the guard. So it, that that's what made it beautiful, man. Krokop used to do that all the time. Yeah, man. That shit was crazy, man. I was, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, man, that's yeah, not, that was another one where I jumped out of my seat, man. I was just like, yeah, you, look, you, you sent you sent me a link to it, and I, I wasn't watching the fight live. I was on my way home to watch it, and I had it recorded. So when I got, as soon as I got in, I got in like three, four minutes after it happened. So I had to re- rewind my DVR just to look at it. I yeah. said, oh shit, this is. Like, oh shit, this is nasty. Ooh, yeah. AJ China right now, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look him up when I go to Cali. Yeah, and he's man. I was just looking at it, man. He's only 22 years old, man. He's a he's a kid. He's literally a kid, man. We we hung out in Ireland. Me and him hung out pretty tough, man. And he he's another he's another good kid, man. You know, another good kid, man. But. Yeah, been, I've been looking at him for a minute, and, and you know, 
people need to get ready, man. You know, people need to get ready. He's he's going to be around for a minute. He's going to be making a, a lot of noise, especially only at 22 years old. Right, right, right. Uh, another thing that uh, that Bellator just announced was that they're going to be uh, pushing this women's flyweight division. They just added six new fighters, and I can mm-hmm. I can, I really like this decision. Uh, for me, when you when you think about like weight uh, weight divisions and weight cuts and everything, I feel like in the UFC having a twenty pound difference between you know one fifteen and one thirty five is it's huge for, you know, for the woman's body, you know? So I like mm-hmm. that, that Bellator, um, has, uh, you know, implemented this, uh, this division. I think it's going to be really, really good for just the progress of women's MMA. Well, I hate being bring this up, but you know, fuck it. You know, I am. <laughs> Dana gets so much credit for the woman's revolution. <laughs> right. In, in, in MMA, but let history show that Scott Poker is the one that put women's MMA on the map. Let's start with Gina Carano. Let's start with Chris Cyborg. Let's talk about Ronda Rousey. These people were Scott Poker fighters prior to UFC all of a sudden trying to spark interest and rolling out Ronda Rousey as the face of women's MMA. But Scott Coker was the person who did it first. So I'm not surprised with these um, new six 125-pound women that, that, that they just recently signed. Um, you're 100% right as far as, you know, the reason behind it and, and as far as the weight. Um I just think we're going to see some more, you know, Scott is, he's that guy right now, man. And we're going to see more great things happening. I'm looking forward to May 19th when they broadcast live from England. Yeah, man. That's going to be, that's going to be incredible. (laughs) That's going to be great, man. That's going to be great. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see uh, Rory McDonald's uh, Bellator debut, man. It's, I'm, like and they and they and I they like asked, Roy McDonald, yeah. man. I like Roy McDonald. And uh they just added your boy uh Chet Congo to that uh to that card. Oh, they got my man Amistad. <laughs> what up, Chuck? What up, Chet? <laughs> Who you fight? Uh Augusto Sakai. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right, really mad at that. All right, get it get, you know, we we go watch my boy Amistad, you know. When I get, I told you a story when I when I met him for the first time. I had been calling him Amistad for years. Right. <laughs> so so I walk up to him. Where were we? I think we were in Long Beach. I walk up to him and I was like, Hey Chet, I said, You know I call you Amistad. And he looked at me, he was like, Yeah, I do know. He said, I do not look like uh, what's the dude's <laughs> name? I can't think of dude's name. He said, You really think like I said, No, you don't get it when I look at you. You know, it's that scene, that that scene when you're on the boat and change. You put <laughs> both of y'all next to each other, you look alike, man. That's why I call you Amistad. So we laugh. That's a, that's like our little inside thing, man. But yeah, he a cool dude, man. Only time I ain't, ain't fuck with Check is when he fought Mo, and that was business. But he's always uh, been cool and respectful, man. So I'm a, I'm a root I'm a root for Check. 
Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm excited for this uh, next card. And it's great that right now we're uh, going through another, uh, like, pause in UFC and Bellator cards, you know, some time yeah, to breathe, yeah. you know. You have to stretch them out, man. Otherwise, is like you gotta, you gotta make, you gotta make, you gotta make the fans miss you. Right. You gotta, they, they gotta, they gotta miss you, man. So when we have a card every fucking week, we can become spoiled little kids. Um, when it's off for three to four weeks, man, and we're accustomed to having it in our lives, and we see it again, you know, when it's been gone. Now it's like fight night. So, yeah, like I said, Bellator is, you know, slowly but surely, man, the the chinks are in the armor over the other alphabet. I'm just here to tell you right now. I don't know if you read this article um, that Ryan Bader said he's going to make three to four more Yes. Um, times money and sponsorship. Right. Yes. Yes. I've been, I've been, I've been saying this for the longest. I make more money than some of these dudes because, you know, and you just keep it. We fighters live. Okay. Yeah. It, it's one thing, you know, you be a star and, you know, and you getting big checks for your fight. But most fighters are not like that. You got dudes just trying to dudes and women that are trying to get to that level. Right. So they have they have small purses as far as in fifteen uh let's say on the low end, five to win, five five to show, five to win. That's yeah. ten grand. So say you don't have sponsors. Okay, and the only thing you have is that Reebok sponsorship money. Well, if you're getting five to show and five, another five to win and you only got two fights, your sponsorship money might only be $2,500. Whereas if you had sponsorship, even if you still were five and five, your sponsorship money can add up way more. You you might have thirty to 40000 in sponsorship money from these different companies want to be on, on your banner, on your shorts. Right. Most people, most fighters live, their sponsorship money takes care of their bills, you know, because bills never stop, man. Your training camp, a good training camp, an average training camp start about 10 Gs. Right. More, and, and, this is what, and this is what they don't tell you, man, because you got to hire a nutritionist. The gym is not free. You got a certain, you got to fly in sparring partners and stuff like that. Now, everybody can't afford to do that. Like the big, bigger name people, you know, can do that. It's because, you know, they, they have more bread to deal with, man. But everybody can't afford to do that, man. So, yeah, sponsorship plays a, a huge role in MMA fighters' lives. And... I just think you're going to see more stars saying, hey, you know what? I want my sponsorship money back. You know, uh, let, let me go on over there where I can get my sponsorship money, man. Cause, you know, you, you, you're going to have, you know, some that's, that's going to stay because of the whole UFC thing. But I'm telling you, we should never watch 
organization, we should always watch the fighters because without the fighters, there are no alphabet leagues. Right. So right. you know, follow the fighters, man. You know, don't 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 become a, a fan of the organizations. But I mean, you can be you can become a fan of the organization, but without them fighters, man. You know, try to know about. You know, I get the whole you know typical. MMA casual fan, UFC, UFC, I get that, man. But learn about one championships, learn about Bellator, learn about some minor, you know, minor majors like like Legacy. Um, you know, I'm not even going. Okay, I'm not going to call Ryzen, uh, you know, because to me Ryzen is major. They right. spending bread bringing bringing you know name fighters that you know they they're just overseas, man. But you gotta. We wouldn't be watching none of these leagues, man, or any of these organizations if we didn't know none of these fighters. Imagine if John Jones said, hey, you know what, man? I'm sick of how UFC been treating me, blah, 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 blah. Fuck that. I'm going to Bellator. Then that means everybody that's a John Jones fan is going to switch over to Bellator. And that's how Strike Force got hot. You know, yeah. all your, all your, all your number one and two people and your champions over in UFC right now are strike force products, you know, and that's fact. That's a fact. So, yeah, man. Yeah. What are we going to do? Right. And a lot of, st- <clears throat> a lot of stuff you were just saying was uh, stuff that, um, um, Ally Quinta was saying on Chael Sonnen's podcast. He was like, I don't know if this is all worth it, man. Cause it's like, I got to pay for, uh, you know, all my people's, you know, flights and hotel rooms and yep. stuff like that. And just like all the stuff that I got to pay for. And it's just like, and I got to go and like, <clears throat> I got to go to their doctor and their yep. doctor tells me something that I'm, I don't even really believe is wrong. He's like, I know doctors. I know doctors. I can go to my own doctor, but they're making me go to their doctors and they tell me something that I'm not, I don't believe is wrong, you know? So it's just like, there's all the stuff that I'm just like, like, like just not like I don't know. The look, the UFC go. Hey, you can go back to that, but just you saying that part, they gonna lose that anti. Uh, they gonna they gonna lose that lawsuit because it all because it's like when you have your own guys. That's like that's like Don King back in the day. <laughs> right. He was charging Mike. He was charging Mike Tyson what ten fifteen thousand a fucking towel a bath towel. You you got your. You got your son being the manager, which means, so it's all all the money is staying in house. If that makes sense, right? You can't do that. That's the whole argument with the Ali Act. You, you, it can't none of this stuff be, you know, like when you constantly got money circulating through within, it's not fair, and it's no way that it can be possibly fair, man. So. Fighters are going to wind up winning that, man. I don't know how, but I, I just got to feel it, man, because what, he what he's basically saying is, you know, he gets 20 to win, 20, 20 to show 20 to win, but out of all that, he may only have 15 to 10 teams left. And, that guy, and, and you got to spread that out through the next fight. And they don't fight typically every three, three to four months, depending on the injuries of that. All right, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's just not fair, man. You, you you should have no worries being a professional fighter, man, because we, we are watching you fight 
why is it, why is it about the fighter and it's about the promotion? You right. know, yeah, I, I still to this day don't understand how how the UFC could really put it to their fighters like this with this Reebok shit, man. It's 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 killing what you know. You take the individuality away. It's just a lot of things that you're doing. You're killing the fighters doing that. They all are like fucking robots. I don't know no. I don't know about you, but you got any friends that I bought the UFC fight kits? I'll wait. I, I don't know anybody that, like, I Exactly. Don't <laughs> I don't know nobody. We, look, we can walk down the street, and we can see somebody wearing somebody else's basketball jersey or football jersey or baseball jersey. Right. I ain't never seen, I ain't never seen their fight kit in the street. <laughs> right, man. So, I don't see no just yeah, random yeah. UFC shirts or anything, man. It's just yeah, like, man. Look, at least when they, when you know, when they, when the fighters had their endorsements, like in the UFC, Affliction was was at its all time best. Uh, what, what what Tap was at its all time, uh, like when Tap was just exclusive. Yeah, like. You know, at, at its apex, it was the shit. Now it's at Kmart. Now it's endorsed by. I mean, not not sitting on Kmart, but, but yeah, I'm right. just saying it's it's not the same shine that it was before. You know, so you know it it, it just would be dope if it wasn't Reebok, man. Reebok is just nah. <laughs> only thing I ever like, yeah. Only thing I'm Reebok wise. Only thing I ever rocked Reebok wise was. Let's see, pumps, shacks, the AIs, the, well, the AI number one. Um, those never got stopped. But Reebok, yeah, come on, man. I, they should have went to Adidas, man. They should have went to Adidas. They should have went to Adidas. And had John Jones not been such a, you know, mess up, I think Nike could have shined in the mixed martial arts world, man. But they got out of out of it for their purposes so right you know it is what it is man but fighters it should be it should always be about the fighters man and when when you in there making decisions on them and you getting the most money and you ain't for the day in your life something wrong with that something is really wrong with that right 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 turning back to uh kind of like the the women's uh mma uh divisions I there's word now that uh, Jermaine Durandamy might not even like be able to defend her uh, her belt for a while now, if ever. You know, there's like rumors. I read, I, I read something this morning where they said that it was uh, it was a rumor she was gonna retire, but but her camp said that that's not true. But she's going through something that's pretty complicated right now. Right. But they were they were vague. They didn't talk exactly what it was about. Yeah, <laughs> like the start of that division's just been a shit show already. Oh, indeed, <laughs> indeed it has. <laughs> but what they should do is just get get a belt to my baby. Um, that's what they should do. Get a belt to Chris Chris Cyborg. You know the 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 best woman fighter on the planet. They should just give it to her. I mean. Just- yeah, who else is gonna? Who else is gonna fight Holly? I mean, no diss to Holly Holmes, because I did pick you to beat Ronda Rousey. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah. But uh, 
it's not going to be Holly Holm, you know, like anybody that gets in the cage with Chris Cyborg is just going to get beat up pretty bad. So um, I think they should just go ahead and get a belt to Chris. Right. Let's get T-shirts made saying, give the belt to Chris. <laughs> another, another thing was, like, recently uh, Chris Cyborg's been going on Twitter and everything and really laying it on thick about Jermaine Duran to me and other things to the point where it's like, you know, I was getting even a little annoyed by her, but it was one of those things that I'm like, now that I see what's kind of going on with Jermaine Duran to me, I'm like, I think she kind of knew something now, man. I'm like, you, you ever you ever have somebody who, who kind of, you're like, you kind of think is being an asshole, but then when all the facts come out, you're like, you know what? He kind of deserved it. He was kind of uh, deserving in uh, acting like an asshole for that little time, you know? And I feel like that's how it's kind of being right now with that belt. I was like, you know what? I kind of get why Cyborg's kind of uh, b- pissed off. Why and- she mad? Why she angry? Because <laughs> they've been bullshitting her. Right. I, I get it. I get. I totally get why, you know, she's laying it on really thick these days, you know, because it's it's one thing or another, man. And just, you know, just give her the belt or do, do an interim title or do something, man. Like, I don't know. Yeah, either way, we know that she's the champion, and it's just a matter of time before she beats the brakes off somebody. And, you know, it, it's going to be, you know, super respected. So, you know, um, you know, it, it's sad that um, <laughs> it's sad that she got to keep trying to prove that she's the world's best women fighter. And I just think, you know, next couple months, people are going to see that. They're going to see that, you know, she is what they thought Ronda Rousey was. <laughs> yeah. And, I had to, you know. And she has something in her that. contract where she they have to do a do a fight soon with her or it's going to or it's in breach of contract or something. There, there's something a guarantee in in Cyborg's contract in regards to the the time length or the amount of fights that she, she's supposed to have. You know where she wants to go. She wants to go fight for Scott Coker, bro. Um, you know, I, I'm just I'm only going off right. just knowing knowing that she was a former Strike Force fighter. I agree. I, I've never heard I've never heard one fighter, man or woman. Say anything bad about Scott Coker. Right. You don't hear nothing bad about Scott Coker, man. So, yeah, you know, hey, sometimes, man, people's trash is other people's treasures, man. And, you know, Chris always been a trouble. We love you, Chris. <laughs> we love you, girl. Love you, Chris Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> You're the champ. You're the champ. Indeed. You are the champ. <laughs> All right. Changing topics into the world of professional wrestling. Uh, Mm -hmm. um, things like, um, it was just announced that in July, July 9th, that the WWE is going to have a raw pay-per-view called Great Balls of Fire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, I beat that, dude. (laughs) And apparently, that's going to be the first defense of, of Brock Lesnar as champion. (laughs) You said it's going to be what? That's going to be Brock Lesnar's first title defense, is that pay-per-view. Oh, is 
Yeah. Like two and a half months who, from now. Who is he supposed to um defend against? Who knows? Like, but apparently he's supposed to be on that pay per view, and that's going to be his title first title defense. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm curious to see who he's gonna you know who they're gonna have uh, going against him. Right, because everything on Raw is so kind of weird right now that it's just like, uh, you know, like I, I don't even, <laughs> I don't, I don't know who they're gonna have. I don't know, but it, it's just weird that it's like that's like two and a half months from now. I mean, like, you know, what what do they think this is? The UFC? I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's true indeed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just gonna take three <laughs> months off, you know, and. I know he's just a part-time talent, but shit, you give him the belt and then give him three months off. I'm like, all right, like <laughs> that's crazy, right? Like, like all of these, like all of these belts in the uh, WWE are like the only one that's interesting right now is the U.S. belt. Like, actually, <laughs> like right, look, dude, more exciting than you know. I mean, hell. Anytime the phenomenal one is involved, right? It's it's you know right like right now we don't care about the religion, and I speak for the fans right now, right? uh, Because I'm a fan. Right now we don't care about the WWE championship. We only care about the United States title, and that's because the phenomenal one AJ Styles is involved in the marquee feud with Kevin Owens. Now I also been hearing that. Vince doesn't like Kevin's physique, and they may want him to wrestle with a suit on. Did you read that somewhere? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Crazy, right? What? Kevin you Owens know, is Kevin Owens, like, man. We, we get like that. Vince McMahon shit too. Right. It's what's well, Kevin Owens? Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens. We get we you know that that's what we like about him, man. Unless he gets super fat, you know, I'm you know I'm fine with what Kevin Owens looks like, you know. I like Kevin Owens because he don't look like Superman. Right, exactly. And, you know, fans sometimes, they they want to see somebody they can relate to, not people that always, always look like, you know, and that's what it should be about, man. So, you know, I, one day I would like to see Kevin Owens, you know, play, you know, a, a fan favorite, but he's such a great heel. Right. To where, you know, and the fact that this dude, like, Kevin Owens is like, if he was a cartoon, he would be Kung Fu Panda. Like, he is, <laughs> wrestling's ver- he is wrestling version of Roy Nelson. Right. Of uh, the uh, MMA fighter, uh, you know, UFC fighter uh, Roy Nelson. I call him, call him Kung Fu Panda, too. But... <laughs> To see Kevin Owens do some of the shit that he's able to do with the weight that he has and the body shape, frame, or whatever, yeah, pretty amazing, man. He should be commended, and he should be told not to change because, you know, that's that's something, you know, just imagine that guy over here, here over there that doesn't, you know, have that physique, and he has, like, a stomach or something like that. He looked at Kevin Owens, and... Kevin Owens may make him a believer that he can do some of the things that he want to do in life, man. And You know, sometimes, man, you need them type guys, man. So I'm happy that he's getting that push, man, and he looks like that regular guy. But 
they better not be putting him over my boy AJ Styles, man. I, I just right, man. Get, you know, I just I want to see great matches, but at the end of the day, the face that runs the place is the phenomenal one. Yeah, and he needs mm-hmm. a, he needs a belt around his waist. You know what I'm saying? He needs gold. And I can remember watching NWA and 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 uh, WCW is and. There, we've had moments in the WWF, WWE, where the second-tier title became better than the main title. Right. And, you know, say what you want about John Cena. John Cena made that U.S. title important again. And when, when he was wrestling different people every week, defending that belt, we didn't care about who had the world title. It was like, what that was fun. it ain't even... Yeah, you know none of that none of that shit matters, man. We we want to see the U.S. title. I can I can remember when, man, I'm telling my age, but I can remember when <laughs> everybody knew, like when Hogan went on, the, on on those years to be just champion, never losing. I can remember being a huge Tito Santana fan, and I I, I would watch him go back and forth with Greg the Hammer Valentine. With the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. I can remember I can remember when the Ultimate Warrior was an Intercontinental Champion and nobody cared about Hulk Hogan. We just wanted to see the Ultimate Warrior defend the Intercontinental Championship and Randy Savage for that matter. Oh yeah. Uh um the US title. I remember when Dusty Rhodes was the US champion. I you know you, you know what I wish the WWE had? I wish they had a TV title. Yeah, that would be perfect for what, for what you know, what they do. The you TV, know? think about it. The TV title could get defended every week on television, and it is what it is. It's the television championship. Just imagine that belt being on, man. What well, I call this kid the new the new Coco Beware. Um, <laughs> Oh, um, you know, um, Apollo Cruz. Apollo, just imagine Apollo Cruz having a TV title. That TV title could push him. Like I watched Tully Blanchard and and Nikita Koloff and uh, Barry Windham, and like the TV title could be rip, really something special. Jake the Snake Roberts was the Mid South TV champion. And and miss off wrestling, and that to me that title, which was only a medal that was wrapped around your neck like an Olympic medal, but the TV title was more important than the North American title, because nobody cared about Dick Slater when he had the North American title. We just wanted to see Jake drop people on his head. <laughs> I got you, man. Um, we just wanted to see Jake get get dropped on his head. Right. And I mean, not not get dropped on his head, but drop other people on his head. But yeah, man, it's um, you know, it it would be dope to 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 have have a, a television title, you know. But I'm not really checking for this this Randy one few. I, I I mean, I get what they're trying to do, but um, it's just not dope. It ain't dope to me, man. You know. Um, 
I mean, I get that he's champion right now, but it's not dope to me that he's champion right now, man. Nah, I think it's like, uh, yeah, it's it's so. It, it's it was dead it, now. It's dead now. Like ever since, like whatever's going on with him and Bray Wyatt, it just like, just because they're on different brands now, it doesn't really make any sense. And I don't know. It just, I don't know what's going on. It's it's just with all these belts, like. The universal belt is with uh, Brock Lesnar, and he's not fighting for another two and a half months. Uh, and that's crazy. I don't understand how <laughs> they can allow that, man. Like, that's real cool. Like, your champion somewhere hunting right now where everybody else busting their ass. Like, are you kidding me, man? Like, I, I don't get it. And, you know, what are you going to do with Finn Balor right now? What are you going to do? Because I'm hearing things like... Um, when the Hardys eventually break up, uh, you're talking about uh, uh, Jeff getting the title shot, you know, and making a run, you know, at yeah. the Universal title. Um, I mean, it's it's endless matches you can make for, for Brock Lesnar, man, but we don't want to see no part-time dude, man. I mean, I'm, I love Suplex City, too, when he's here. Right. But... He's somewhere on the farm in Canada right now, milking cows. You know, no diss to Brock Lesnar, but that's the reality of it. I want a, I want a champion that's active, um, somebody that, you know, um, when they come on, you, you know, you, I mean, you either gonna like it or you're not gonna like it, but you're gonna, it's gonna have some type of effect on you, man. Right. You know, we 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 all should. Cherish these moments, these last moments, because we're not going to see my boy on television for a while, and I'm sad. So I'm going to enjoy tomorrow's pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, man. And, and drink it in, man. I'm not going to hear you just made the list for a couple months. Is Just drink it in, man. Hey, man, <laughs> man, dude, that's hurting me, man. And hey, look, you're going to find real quick, on the level of watching Raw go down. Raw will go downhill without Jericho, bro. This my Dude, opinion, man. Definitely. Some people some people have the gift and some people don't. Some people was 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 dismayed too. He was one of them dudes that was made to you know, and to still be doing the shit how he does it at the age that he is. Man, Chris Jericho is gonna be missed, man. You they don't have one mouthpiece on Raw that can do half of what he does. Nope, 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 nope. You know what so, they yeah. what they gonna do? They gonna put Enzo Amore out there just to like if you take away if you take away his his intro, I wouldn't want to see him. Right, <laughs> even with his intro, that's starting to become too much for a lot of people. Look, Mo Mo can't stand it, Mo. Mo have been calling them corny for the longest, and you could we we all you could have been seen that that Vince was eventually gonna put my man, you know, uh, he's gonna put Big Cass, you know, on the on the singles rampage, man, because he has this big thing with big dudes, man. Yeah. No homo. Um, <laughs> big Big Cass kind of reminds me of this dude named Dan Spivey. He used to yeah. be he was the replacement for um for uh, for the Undertaker with Sid Vicious when 
Sid Vicious and, and The Undertaker were known as the skyscrapers, but Dan Spivey was this tall, linky dude. Yeah, I remember him. you of Barry Wyndham, too. Yeah. You know, because he, he had, had the whole cowboy boot thing going on, but that's who Cass reminds me of. Cass got a long way before, you know, we can even think about him being in... Like, I don't see him being a mega star without without Enzo. Like, you know, they kind of depend on each other, but they don't. You know, I can see Cass being the bigger star, but I think to, together, maybe they can have Enzo just mad at him. You know, but I, I don't like Enzo's ring work. It sucks. Um, Yeah. Yeah, we ain't, we ain't got a lot of people, man, that's gonna be able to steal Chris Jericho's shoes, man. That's gonna be real sad, man. Right. And another, I'm, I'm in. I'm. I'm really gonna enjoy that match tomorrow. Yeah, and another thing is that on Raw we have uh, Dean Ambrose as the Intercontinental Champion, and they just pretty much ignored that belt. Still, you know. Oh, dude, dude I would like to see the belt back on the Miz. Right, and that's and and they're kind of hinting that there's gonna be a feud with the Miz, and. Uh, and Dean Ambrose, and I'm hoping that The Miz gets the belt back because I'm like, look, man, they didn't do anything with that belt with uh, Dean Ambrose at all. Everybody forgot who the champion was, the IC champion was for so long. Like, just give it to somebody. Give it back to The Miz. Give it to somebody else, man. Like, it's just not working. Dean Ambrose, he's gotten pretty corny to me, man. He's He's not... He ain't who, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's different, but he kind of remind me of Shield, too. Every time I look at him, it's the Shield. <laughs> I just look at him and I see I think of the Shield. <laughs> but no, the funny thing was, is back in the, uh, back in the Shield days, like, Dean Ambrose was, like, my favorite part of the Shield. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, yeah, I, I, liked him, I liked him the most. But, like, post-Shield, he was, I don't know, man. It just... I, 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 just, I can see that, man. I definitely can see that. Um, what are we going to do, man? It just hit me, man. It just hit me. My boy ain't going to be here. Damn, man. Oh man, Dude, it's feel gonna... the love, man. Feel the love. Yeah, it's going to... It's gonna... It's gonna be it's gonna be a void, man. Without without Chris Jericho, and, uh... it's gonna be a huge void. That's gonna be a huge void. And and it's crazy. Wow. Like when he came back, it was just like temporary, and he was just doing a month by month thing. But it just turned into one of his best runs of his career. You know? Yeah, I would have I would have loved to. Um, you know. I think when he come back this last time, man, I think they should give him a title run, man. It would be so dope if he was the champion. Oh, definitely. You know, on one of the, on one of the, on one, you know, make them, give him a universal championship run. That's it, a belt he never had before. Right, right. Technically, that's the belt that he hasn't had. So, uh, I would love it if, you know, give him a title run, man. He's definitely deserved it, man. Shit. Yeah, that dude, man, when when you can come out every night and get a pop, like how he, like fans love Jericho regardless if he's, if, if he's a heel or if he's a heel or if he's a good guy. And 
you know, I, I, I just think we need to. We're we going to miss that dude when he ain't wrestling no more, man. We're going to miss that guy. Right. We ain't got, you know, it's either you got dudes that can wrestle or you got dudes that can talk. It's rare that we got two at the same time. I mean, AJ Styles is, like, his wrestling is definitely superb, but his mic skills is not on that level yet. Right. It, it could get there, but Jericho just does it so more natural than anybody. Right, Anybody right. in the last 15, 20 years. Moving and uh, you know, moving on to you know to the to the actual women's division. Um, I'm already uh, getting my uh, Instagram post ready, and I'm gonna tag it with you and King Mo to win oh Alexa God. Bliss beats Bailey. <laughs> oh man! And you know what? And when that happens, oh no, 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 no! Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm tagging I don't like you and Mo. One of them. <laughs> I know. I know you don't care. E- I, I know you don't care for either one of them. But I'm still gonna. I'm gonna post something on Instagram. I'm gonna tag you and King Mo because King Mo is the biggest Bailey oh, fan of of all time. Um. Slightly delusional about it all. I'm gonna just put it out there, oh King Mo. Oh my God, man! Um, Woo, man, <laughs> this pay per view isn't built and around look, Bailey. He's super. He's super <laughs> delusional. About, look, if I don't get no call all week, I'm guaranteed to get a call when she, whenever she on Raw, my phone. I, I don't even have to look at my phone because I know he go call me when Bailey on. You know? And it's like he's been. <laughs> He's been so obsessed with this the last couple of weeks. I'm like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? You calling me with Bailey's fucking on? Uh, and, he's ser- and he's serious. He's like, oh, dude, okay. And like I said, I don't know how he, how he can have so much disgust for uh, John Cena but love Bailey. Like, I don't get that. Me neither uh, at all, man. They the same. They are the fucking same. I want a hug. Get the fuck out of here. Nobody want no hug. Okay, be there. Be there. <laughs> but wow. But, but look, yeah, I, but, I, but as far as Alexa Bliss, man, yeah, fuck her too, man. No, no, her. no, man. I need Alexa Bliss to to win tomorrow night so she can be the first woman woman to have a belt on both brands before Charlotte does it. Then that would be super corny. No. No, no, Get no, wood, no. Man. no, 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 Alexa Bliss, Alexa, man. oh my, yeah, Alexa fucking, oh my god, man, super corny, no, no, man. she, she is amazing, man, she is amazing, oh yeah, yeah, you, you would say she's amazing, <laughs> she's amazing, and like I said, I already, I already have my, I'm already ready, man, to when she beats Bailey, to, uh, this weekend, to, you know, to tag you and Mo on that uh, on that Instagram post, man, like new channel. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm probably well, nah. Yeah, you you. I'm going to the studio tomorrow, but that match to be over before I go to the studio. Yeah, so go ahead and just. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish it I wish it was a way they both could lose. Like I would be happy with a I would be happy with a double count out on, on both of them. You know. But, Put the belt on Nia Jax, man. I want to see Nia Jax get the belt. Right. I you know I wouldn't mind that. See, I wouldn't mind Nia Jax with the belt, but still, the the 
you know, the fact is it's Alexa Bliss. No, the versus... fact is, the fact is that we're, we don't care. We don't care about Alexa Bliss. Yes, there's, pe- for that there's people out there that care. There's a lot of people that care about Alexa Bliss. I'm oh one of them. God, I am on the Alexa Bliss train. I oh my God, want her to win right now, man. and be the first woman to be champion in both brands. So, oh, you're killing me right now, man. You are <laughs> killing me. You're killing me, Petey. You're killing me. Oh, uh, shit. Man. Yeah, you know what? You, yeah, you know what? Tag me, man, because I, I, want, I want to hear what Mo got to say. You know, <laughs> if, if that happens. Right, right. If that happens, because this feeling is going to be hurt if it don't happen. I mean, if it if it happens, this feeling is going to be crushed. We're going to hear about this Bailey shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Bailey. What did she, what, what did, what did she say? Have you ever kissed the boy? I was like, no, Ooh. she hasn't. Look at her. Oh, no. dude. I, okay, I loved that. I loved that line, man. That was, that was savage. I like that. Oh yeah, it was, and I felt her on that. I felt, uh, you know, not to say that I'm still an election, but I, uh, I felt that line. I felt that line. She was like, "Have you ever even know what it feels like to kiss a boy?" I was, I was like, like Ooh. "Ooh!" I was like, "Yes," and that fits in so perfectly with the the whole Bailey yeah. thing. I was like, "Ooh." Yeah, I'm yeah. like, nah, she don't know. It don't look like it. But wasn't wasn't she dating uh what's what's my man, uh Sammy Zane or some shit like that? Uh I I'm not sure. Uh she was dating one of them she was dating one of them dudes if I'm not mistaken. I, I thought it was Sammy Zane. I could be wrong, but I thought it was Sammy Zane. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't mm. remember if there's I uh I'm not sure. Maybe. I don't know. Um yeah. Um, I am getting excited for um, Skinte Nakamura. I think they yeah. they they revving him up a little bit. Oh yeah, I think they revving him up a little bit. And you know, just think next year from now, from from right now up until WrestleMania, we're probably going to be seeing Nakamura versus Styles, bro. Dude, dude, I I I. Dude, I hope so. I hope I we we need that. That's like, it's it's about it's that. gonna happen. It's gonna happen, and they need to just let them guys go, man. Just let them go, man. Just like do the thing, I, man. I also would like to see the broken gimmick real soon. I would like to see that. I think I think it's gonna happen, man. He's like he's keeping it alive on uh, social media, and yeah, I've seen the owl, the owl. Ran into the window and fell down. Dude, like, man, Matt Hardy's uh, Twitter game recently, just to keep that uh, gimmick alive, has been has been awesome, man. Like, yeah, (laughs) I've been loving his tweets and everything. So I think it's gonna happen, man. And I'm 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 uh, because even when they debuted, um, even though they didn't, okay, he kind of like always kept. Like hinted on the broken gimmick while while they're doing their thing, but right now it's it's, it's unbroken. Like they're in unbroken mode because it's like Jeff is full fledged Jeff Hardy. Right. Matt Matt is half of unbroken. So when you get the like he don't even have to chant the lead. Like right. if you notice in the cameras when whenever he 
puts the arm up like he about to say delete. They kind of they're paying it off them real quick. Oh yeah, always um, every time. Um, but you still hear the fans chanting. But what I like last week in the singles match. When when he had a quick break, he was like, "Ah, oh, yes!" <laughs> and the fans went the fans went crazy for a second, like, "Yeah!" <laughs> and he did it twice during the match. So even if Vince is not a big fan of the Broken, you you got it, I, man. I just think I, I think they would give the WWE such a shot in the arm to have. That overall, man, can you imagine 90,000 fans at WrestleMania all just chanting, delete, obsolete? That shit would be... Too ridiculous. Yeah, that'd be, yeah it'd be super ridiculous, man. That's going to come, man. That's going to come. I'm putting this shit in the air, and we're going to see the broken gimmick real soon. I know the thing is, Matt Hardy is really, uh, he's really smart with, like, like I said, his social media game. When they came back... After they made their debut, just for continuity's sake, he went on social media, he went on Twitter, and he said the roar of the WWE crowd temporarily uh, fixed his condition. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) And and I think that was very smart of him, man. Like, to say that, you know, just to say, okay, we can't do this thing right now because something's happening, but... Just for uh, gimmick purposes, I'm going to put this out here and just for the continuity mm-hmm. of it all, you know. And so, so, I, so I enjoy, I, 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 kind of, I, I kind of like that he's been able to uh, keep the gimmick alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish, I'm with you on that. Definitely with you on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're going to see it soon, man. We, oh. I, what I didn't know, what I didn't know is that Jeff Hardy's, uh, I guess his line, his uh, his T-shirt, his apparel, um, his T-shirts were second to John Cena in WWE sales. I didn't realize that, so that's why they're going to keep him at the regular Jeff Hardy. You know, he's going to be the, the the guy that we know before. I, I had no clue that he was second to John Cena when it came to merchandise sales. No clue. Man, that's pretty big. Jeff Hardy was was actually bigger than I guess we all realize. He 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 really hit that um he was really that wrestler to hit that 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 market for women cuz they all thought he was hot. Yeah, that's true. Like That's true. He got that he got true. he did get that uh get the women crowd into uh to WWE. Like the women always loved Jeff Hardy. Mhm. I agree with that. And we were all late on Jeff I mean, excuse me, we were all late on Matt. Right. And, you know, Matt was the guy that we didn't care about. I know when the Hardy, when they initially were in the WWE, I didn't really care about Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy was, right. uh, now is, we got to see Matt Hardy. And Jeff, Jeff doesn't have to do anything because we still know Jeff as what he does. The beauty in all this is to see older guys recreate themselves and be more popular than what they were when they were coming up. That shit is beautiful, man. Yeah, definitely. Truly beautiful. Definitely, yeah. So we're definitely going to see some deletes and obsoletes soon. I can feel That's it. That's right. I can feel we it. Go see it soon. I got a premonition. I got a premonition. Ah, uh-huh. uh-huh, yes. From the seven deities. <laughs> 
that 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 it, that Mr. Meek Mahan will not be able to stop the the broken Mr. brilliance. Meek Mahan. <laughs> Meek Mahan. And, and Mr. Meek Mahan better be respectful. <laughs> he will not be able to stop the broken brilliance. That's right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, and with that, uh, that's about it for this week's uh, show. Uh, V-Styles, tell them where you can find you online. Uh, you always can find me at uh, twitter.com forward slash V-S-T-Y-L-E-Z. You hit me on the Instagram with the dot com forward slash V-S-T-Y-L-E-Z. You also can hit me on my Facebook page at forward slash V-S-T-Y-L-E-Z. And my verified Facebook artist page, V-Styles, a.k.a. O-Ellis. Hit me with the forward slash official V-Styles. Official V-Styles, V-S-T-Y-L-E-Z on Facebook. And you can hit me there. Hit me there. Hit me on all my social media sites. I respond. Be respectful. Uh, if you're not respectful, I, 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 I will go in on you, like, real tough. Nothing personal, but, you know, it, it, you got to be respectful because I'm going to give you that back. Until next week, my people. Peace. Uh, peace. See you next week. Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.